Welcome to Jhouse Radio episode 53. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Eternals. We're going to give our review on it, uh, our thoughts, how we feel about it. And we're going to talk about three things that we like or don't like about the movie. Um, other than that, we've got a few other things that we want to say that. Did we get like a spoiler, like a pre-spoiler? I'm, I'm going to have a hard time coming up with things I like. Oh, you're going to, Los is going to have a hard time coming up with things you like. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, Biki in chat says, uh, there's no spoilers. This There will be spoilers. FYI. So just so you guys know, I, the lore. yeah, let me, let me, well, yeah, that's why it's called spoiler cast, guys. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, this is probably not going to be the uh, a good episode for you guys. All right, I'm out. All right, Biki, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> No, Beaky, stay. Trust me. It'll save you some money. Oh, wow. Gee whiz. Um, so, so before we jump into it, um, just so you guys know, just want to give you a few updates. Uh, J House Radio on YouTube. Well, J House Studios on YouTube. The name has changed. Now it's going to be J House Radio. Um, we're doing a little bit of a branding differential on a YouTube channel. We want to have a channel focused more so on J House Radio. And once we start getting into the film aspect of J House Studios, we'll have a separate channel for everything else outside of J House Radio. But we just really want that channel to focus in on the podcast because we have a lot of content that is pretty much basically about the podcast on the YouTube channel. Um, and then we also have a J House Radio Twitch channel as well. So you guys can find a link to that in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version or watching the, the pre I mean, the recorded version of this episode. So let's jump into our PWLs real quick. If you have any, um, I'll let you go first. If you have any, if not, I'll go first. Uh, playing, I actually haven't touched my PS4 in like since the last podcast. I've just been too, 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 too busy. Uh, watching, I'm watching um, Star Trek Prodigy uh, and Star Trek Discovery. Uh, Discovery premiered yesterday uh, on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. And it was an eh episode, so I'm kind of let down. Okay. Interesting. Uh, have you ever seen Star Trek uh Star Trek two from the new relaunch, the JJ Abrams Star Trek? No, honestly, man, I have not been up on Star Trek in so long. It's it's been a while. It's been so long. Well, the first scene of Discovery season four, uh season four episode one mm-hmm. felt like a ripoff of JJ Star Trek two. Oh really? Yeah, it felt like a blatant ripoff, and I was like, "Oh my god, this season sucks." Los Los doesn't like anything anymore. What's going on? What's going on? No, no, you know what it is? It's just that they've done better. You know what I'm trying to say? They've they've done better, especially in openings, you know, and season openings. That this one just felt like a letdown. It might be just because they've done better that I feel it. This one was bad, but it wasn't as good as the other ones okay makes sense makes sense yeah so i mean what have you been uh to listening to everything because i'm trying to make up a new routine i'm looking now a lot for remixes um like i have six new remixes for bad guy uh oh who the hell does it again um bad bad guy. guy really really tough guy uh what the fuck is her name billy english Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I got six brand new remixes that are so good. I can put that song back in my, uh, in circulation with, with routines and stuff because it's 
I have a I have a reggaeton version of it. Mm-hmm. I have a mumbaton mumbaton version of it. The mumbaton version is really good, and oh, I have really? a house version of it that like like literally like I stepped back from from um from my controller when I was playing it over the speakers. I was like, "Damn, this is good." <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I haven't really listened to Billie Eilish in a while, so I might have to check her out again. Um. Let me see what it what am I been doing lately? I've been uh I don't know I've been kind of stretching my wings a little bit, jumping into things that I usually wouldn't try out. Uh, I'm currently playing Guardians of the Galaxy, uh the video game just came out um like what like last month. It's already nominated for a uh, game of the year actually, and I'm actually having a lot of fun playing it. I'm super early in it. I know I'm supposed to finish Ghost of Tsushima. Los, I know, I know. You probably mm-hmm. like why are you playing that game? If you didn't finish Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, and I have an excuse. I'm playing that game because I want to uh have context for our game of the year. I mean, for our content of the year episode, basically. So that's why. That's my excuse. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty early in it. Um, I heard a lot of good things about it. That's why I wanted to try it out. Um, and people are loving it, man. The the music, I would say, the music. It's freaking amazing. It's a lot of uh, 90s, 80s rock uh, that a lot of us probably grew up on and probably love, basically. So it's typical, you know, uh, Quill style, basically. The uh, I like the fact that the Guardians look different from the movie Guardians. Um, it, it just kind of gives it its own personality. From what I hear, the uh, story is completely separate from what we know from the films. So it's literally in its own timeline, its own like it's doing its own thing. Basically, it's not trying to be the movies. Um, but is it based off the movies or is it based off the comic books? Um, I'm still early, so I'm not sure. I want to say it's. I mean, it picks up some inspiration from the film as far as like character design, like things like that. So I, so far from what I see, that's probably the closest thing that it really picks up from the movie it's just character design maybe some personality traits from the actual uh actors from the film but it seems like it's mainly going to just be going for like a little bit of both probably more so from the comics like i said i'm, I'm still early so i'm not sure where the story is going yet um but it's just it feel like it's just doing its own thing and a lot of people uh were a little skeptical about the game because square enix made this game square enix did uh uh what is it um the Avengers game that came out last year or earlier this year that everybody hated. It was it was full of glitches and the game just wasn't good, basically. So a lot of people were worried about it going into this game. But this game is a single player game. It's not a multiplayer game like the Avengers. And for it to be nominated for game of the year it says a lot, you know, so um, now, I'm is that the Avengers game where it looked like the wish version of the Avengers. It looks like the wish version of the Avengers. What do you mean? Yeah. You ever heard of wish.com where you can get all the, the, the knockoffs? Oh, yeah. From China? <laughs> uh, yeah. One? Yeah. I, I, would, I mean, okay. if that's in a good way, then yeah. If it's in a bad way, yeah, no. In a bad way. Okay. No, no. No, it's not that. <laughs> I, I would say so far, this is, I'm, I'm having more fun playing this than I did with the Avengers. Avengers was okay, but the multiplayer aspect sucked. Either way, I mean, I like it. I think it's a pretty good game so far. I'm super early, so yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, as far as what I'm watching, episode not episode season two of the morning show on Apple TV Plus. 
loving it. This season, I, I think it's season two. Yeah. Uh, this season is really intense. It's, it's it's a great show. It's basically a TV show about the behind the scenes of a morning, pretty much like a morning news show, basically. Um, okay. uh, Jennifer Aniston's in it. She's great. I love her in it. Great cast. It's, it's pretty much a good show. I would definitely recommend it. Check it out. Uh, what I'm listening to Christmas music. <laughs> That's what I'm listening to right now. Are you tired of Christmas music already? I hate DJing with Christmas music. I could imagine DJing with Christmas music is probably challenging. It. No, it's not because here it is. Okay. So you do a party, right? Let okay. me break down DJing a party for you. Okay. So when people come in, you're playing older stuff that people know and like, but doesn't hype them up, you know? Okay. So then, um, once that starts, usually, right. You, you don't get any, once you, it's about 45 minutes of that. Uh, and if it's a Christmas party, you're throwing in Christmas music. Okay. Okay. So then the, there's usually an announcement, like if it's a sweet 16 or a 15, you know, everyone does their routine, you play the song, whatever. And then, um, and then you start playing the dance music. So then everyone's up and going. And then all of a sudden there's an announcement. Here's dinner. So then you're back to like the slow shit and stuff. So then you're playing Christmas music. You know, but I'll play things like Mili Kamiki Laha. You ever heard that song? No. What is that? It's I've never heard a that. version of saying Merry Christmas. It's sung by Bing Crosby. Okay. The Hawaiian version. That's interesting. Yeah. It's Mili Kamiki Kilaha is the thing to say on a wild sunny whatever uh <laughs> you know and i'll find like all these other christmas songs to play you know but then you've got to play you know stupid songs like donde esta santa claus um, oh man carol of the bells frosty the snowman is beginning, beginning to look a lot like christmas which by the way bing crosby like dominates christmas music um <laughs> seriously like White Christmas, Silver Bells, Millie Kamiki Laha, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You know, it's just so much. And then people who are complaining about Baby It's Cold Outside, which I think is so stupid. Baby It's Cold Outside. Put a coat on. Go inside. You never heard that song? Yeah, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> you know, it's like people are like, oh, that's just a bad song. Really? But WAP is okay. And all these other songs that are like, you know, Suck my whatever, and I'm gonna put it in your this, and I'm gonna take pictures of it and spread it around the internet. A song about uh, that, that's okay. A song oh. about flirting is bad, but those other songs are okay. Makes no sense to me. Of course, of course, it makes sense, Los. Come on, why wouldn't it make sense? <laughs> no, and the thing too, like certain parties will want you to pay religious Christmas songs, and there really isn't too many because people only really think of like the commercial and the the commercial holiday version of it, you know, it's strange. I hate. Los is like, I hate DJing Christmas parties. Just, just don't call me for a Christmas party. That's all I got to no, say. No, they, they, they're a lot of money. I will DJ a Christmas party. No problem. Oh, but really? expect me to be like, you know, <laughs> when a Christmas song comes on. I'm not going to be sitting here dancing with you, but I'll, but I'll DJ your party. Yeah. That's how Los is called it. Um, Jingle Ball Rock is like the fast one. Oh yeah, I love that one. Classic. Classic. Um, speaking of Christmas, I have a random Christmas fact for you. I have a few random Christmas facts that are actually pretty interesting. Um, the first Christmas happened in 336 AD in Rome. 
It's interesting. Oh yes, that um, oh what was the name of the guy? It was for um, it was for the the um, uh, the God of Winter or something. The God of Winter. I never knew that there was a God of Winter. Yeah, it was celebrated on the solstice, which is the twenty first, which most uh non Western religions celebrate. Okay. They don't celebrate on the twenty fifth. They celebrate on twenty first on the solstice, and the reason why it's celebrated on the twenty fifth for uh, Christians is because it's three days after twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth is the day after. That's why I celebrate on the twenty fifth, but it's actually based off winter solstice. Hmm. Never knew that. Interesting. Interesting yeah. fact. Uh, another one in here, and, and these are from uh, facts.net, by the way, which is like where I always go to for my facts. Uh, the abbreviation Xmas is from the first letter of the Greek name Jesus Christ, which is the letter X. Didn't know that. In Aramaic or in, or in uh, Greek? Um, in Greek. Or Latin. In Greek. Okay. Didn't yeah. know that? I didn't know that either. I just thought people just put Xmas because, you know, just... They just put X. I have People no... being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought they were being lazy. Um, I honestly thought it was because people thought of the cross and kind of put it sideways, not to make it so religious. <laughs> I'm serious. No, no, I'm serious. Like, I always thought it was that. I didn't think it was like... If, 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 if that was the reason, then that's... Well, that's a pretty deep cut. I mean, not not a deep cut. That's, that's really interesting. Well, the that's... thing is, there's evidence that people used to, people were crucified not as an E, but as an X. So they were splayed out oh, with two hands, two feet. Yeah. So that, that's the reason why I thought it was Xmas because of a crucifixion crucifixion thing. Wow. Interesting. Never yeah. thought about that either. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of weird history facts. Yeah. Los is our history major, guys. Unofficially. Um, what about you, Los? You got any random facts you want to throw in today? Anything on your mind? <sighs> Actually, today I don't. You know. Okay, okay, you know what? My, my only up. random fact is that Cleopatra used to master, had the first vibrator, it was a box of bees. Other than that, really, I have no <laughs> random facts. That is a random fact that has been stuck in my head <laughs> since like 94. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, I would. I used to hang out at this bar called Liquid Lounge, right? So I was really good with the owner and a lot of people who worked there, and they're like, yo, we're going to do a sex trivia night. Help us out. So then I did all this research and I pulled out like 50 sex facts, you know, and that was one of them. And I, and I gave it to him and whoever won that, whoever got that question, right. Got like a free round of drinks or something like that. And nobody got it right. Nobody. How about you give us a quick fact about Los? Give the people a quick fact about Los that they might not have known. It could be anything, uh, small or big, no pun intended. I've dislocated both pinkies. Uh, and ring finger knuckles uh, five times on my right hand and three times on my left. What? Why so many times? That's a lot, dude. Just say I wasn't always a peaceful person. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say that. Uh, we'll just say that, chat. We'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep it nice. Keep it nice for the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! All right, let's jump into our show notes real quick, chat. We got uh, some interesting things we want to talk about real quick. Um. Lois, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on the, I don't know if you heard about it, the uh, Apple rights to repair a lawsuit. Um, about time. Uh, break it down for the people who may not know what we're talking about. 
what happens is Apple tells everyone we're the only one who could repair our stuff. We're the experts. You're not. If you repair your own stuff, you void the warranty. Even if something is out of warranty, we won't sell the parts to repair shops so you can fix your item. You have to come to us. So a good example is Apple will sell a screen, a replacement screen, for $600, right? But you yeah. can get another screen for like $150 or even $80. It may not be the same quality as Apple's, but it's still a replacement screen. But Apple's yeah. like, Apple put in a chip on their screen where if you use another company's screen, um, then it disables Face ID. So um, oh, yeah. um, right to repair people says, listen, this is ours. We own it. You know, so why are we forced to go to you for repair when we should be able to do it ourselves? It's just like a car. You know, imagine you have a car and the only place you could fix it is at the dealer. You know, you can't yeah. go to like your cousin George to, you know, who could fix it. I was surprised to hear about it. I didn't even hear about it until like recently. Uh, I think it happened a few days ago. Um, I, I'm just surprised that Apple was, I think Apple's the first, especially in the mobile phone market to actually go through with this. Um, I guess in a way they were kind of forced to do it because of the uh, lawsuit. Um, right no, now. Samsung does the same thing. Oh, oh, Samsung was already doing this. No, Samsung was telling people you have to go to us. We're the only ones who qualify to repair your stuff. Oh. So it's not just Apple, but Apple's most famous for it. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure even I'm I'm pretty sure more tech companies, um, phone companies, like just more tech companies in general after this are gonna probably start following suit right behind them. Uh because like you say, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're paying all this money for these devices, for these phones. Imagine if you own your phone and you have to go through that company just to repair it. But if you can just do it on your own and save some money, why not? Especially if you own it and you paid it off, it's yours. Um, right now they're doing this for the iPhone 12 and 13. Um, it's going to be for basic parts at the moment, like battery and screen, because that's the most like basic thing that goes out that they can uh, actually help. I mean, have help you get the parts for. Um, and then eventually they're going to move on to let you doing it for the, uh, laptops. So, I mean, it's pretty cool, um, how they're doing it. I wonder how, I mean, I, I hope that they have a system where if you, if you request to prepare it, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they will, where they give you like a, like a full outline of like how to do it, you know, break down the details and like things like that. Uh, I'm just curious to see how they're going to take no responsibility if you mess it up in the process. Like, how is that going to work? You know? Listen, so. even if it's fair where they say, look, you want to repair yourself, that's fine, but you're out of warranty. Okay, no problem. You you warned me, now it's on me. But Apple goes so far as to make custom screws where you can't find the bit to unscrew and take apart their product. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they'll probably have to send you the tools for it. Like, they'll have to send you, like, literally a repair kit with the part, the tools, and all that stuff like that. Like they'll have to see no, that Apple actually, and they, they were sued for this a long time ago. So what happens is they said, no, 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 listen, we'll sell the bits to certain companies and then you can buy it off that company. So now there's a company called iFixit, where mm -hmm. you can buy a special screwdriver set for Apple products. And they have all the, all the bits for the screws that they use, but they have to get the licensing off Apple for the specific, for the special screws. 
You know, not like the T11s or the T30s. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's it's great that Apple's doing it. I mean, Apple's been getting like a lot of uh, kickback for certain decisions that they've made over the past few years. So this is actually good news. I mean, like I said, it's, it's going to help other companies follow suit. And uh, I'm curious, and especially with the whole laptop thing, I think that's going to be great if they really allow you to get in there, either fix or even upgrade things like in regards to your laptop. I, I think that's really important because most other laptop companies or desktop companies allow you to do that. And I think it's getting to the point where Apple needs to be open to that now. Like we're in the year 2021 going into 2022 and you're still not able to really get into those desktop and laptops without voiding your warranty. You know, well, here's the thing. What makes Apple different from the other companies is almost everything is proprietary. Their chip, their RAM, everything else. With the M1, amazing processor, amazing machine. Everything's, um, you know, system on a chip design but they're all exclusive chips. You know, uh, with their old MacBook Airs, all their memory was soldered into the motherboard, so you couldn't swap it out. Uh, other laptop companies use off-the-shelf products. You know, uh, the only thing that's really custom are like their motherboards and the layout of the motherboards, but all the chips on it are stuff you can get off the shelf. So that's the major difference. So do you think when it comes around to the laptops and desktops, do you think that is going to affect their pricing when they start allowing people to open these things up? No. No. Apple is a premium product that people want because it has a very different OS, it has different software, and it performs differently than things on the PC market. Even if you take DaVinci Resolve on a PC and on a Mac, on a Mac it'll work uh, on anything 2016 and over the new version with flawless, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can't do multiple 4k streams, but there's a workaround for it and you can do it on a PC. You're more hardware specific. So even yeah. when you're talking about the same program across platforms, it does behave differently. Yeah. Interesting. So it, it is, it's, it's Apple's a premium product because there's a lot of premium design and premium engineering that goes into the product, you know? Yeah. True indeed. True indeed. I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. But it's definitely a good thing that the Apple finally, you know, made this decision. So But a lot of this is caused because the EU sues Apple for things. Like the EU right now, France in particular is suing Apple because they have proprietary connectors for their phones. Um and they're like it should be used a universal one, like USB C. So yeah. there's is a lot of a lot of legal battles in Europe that are kind of forcing this issue across the world. Because Apple's not gonna release a European version, an American version, you know, and like a Japanese version, they're just going to release one version that, that follows the EU because they got sued there. Because if they lose the EU, they lose a huge part of their market. Oh yeah. I could imagine. <laughs> so, so is that why Apple decided to move over to USB-C for their phones and everything else? Uh, that decision actually became through Thunderbolt because Thunderbolt was being accepted more and more. And Thunderbolt and USB-C, like if you look at the connector, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. So on the new Apple products, it's Thunderbolt slash USB-C. It does both. So they wanted to move more towards Thunderbolt, so that's kind of why they did it. Um, on the iPads and things like that and on the laptops. But um, USB-C should be universal across the board on all Apple products, in my personal opinion. It just makes things easier. Yeah. You're not guessing what do you need. Oh, it's USB-C. It's an Apple product. Done. 
Yeah. So how many PC products out there and Android products use USB-C? So it, it'll be more of a universal thing. I agree. You know, like if I have to charge my phone and you have an Android, I can't be like, oh, man, I can't charge my phone. You're like, oh, it's USB-C. Yeah, no problem. Plug it in, charge the phone. You're good. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? It should be universal USB-C in my opinion, but, you know, what the fuck do I know? What do we know? We're just a podcast. Who cares, exactly. right? <laughs> Who cares? Um, all right. So let's jump into the reason why we are here. Um, Eternals, Marvel's uh, most recent uh, MCU film. Uh, Los, I'm going to let you go first because I know you are so passionate about this topic. You're so passionate about this film. And you just can't wait to pour your heart out about how much you love this film. So the the floor is yours. It sucked. It was boring. <laughs> I kept waiting for it to be good. Oh, Hayek, okay. It was boring. I'm watching it. I'm like, is this a Marvel movie or a DC movie? It's terrible. Oh man, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Or a DC movie? What is that supposed to mean? DC movies have a tendency to be on the boring side, bro. Okay, some of them are. I'll give you that. Some of them are. <laughs> I think this is Marvel's first miss. The first, wow. first movie that that is is worth not watching if you watch all the Marvel movies together. I'm actually really surprised. I I thought that there was no chance that you were not going to at least kind of like this. No. No. Uh, what is her name? Hold on one second. I gotta pull up the IMDb. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Terrible performance. Terrible performance. Absolutely terrible performance. I was like, oh my god, please kill her. Please kill did her. You, please kill her. You're killing everybody else. Kill her too, please. Did you not like her character? Terrible. Or did, I mean, the did you at least come? Her performance. Her screen time, her action, her fighting, her look, her makeup, her wardrobe. Hey, hey, I thought the makeup was okay. I thought the wardrobe was okay. Come on. No. No, not even. Worst, e no. worst oh, moral character man. ever. I would rather watch the the old Howard the Duck movie on repeat ten times than watch her one more time in that movie. Jeez, wow. No love, man. No love for Angelina Jolie, huh? Okay. Nope. No love. Wow. Okay. So, um, all right. Well, for me personally, I would have to say, and my feeling is the complete opposite of yours. I thought that this was one of the best Marvel stories. One of the, one of the best Marvel stories, in my opinion. Uh, once again, guys, this is spoilers. Spoiler territory, full spoiler territory. So if you have not seen it, watch it and then come back and listen to this episode or watch it. Watch this episode. Uh, I, I just think everything that they talked about with uh, like in reference to the Eternals and how they affected, you know, the human race, uh, how they tried to help the human race uh, achieve their greatness, so to speak. I just thought it was interesting. It, it was very different uh, compared to most of the other stories that we got from the MCU. Um, we're getting to this point where a lot of people are starting to say, oh, are we getting too many superhero movies? Are superhero movies starting to just be 
rinse and repeat uh you know fight 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 action scene you know dramatic ending and for me yeah this wasn't like the best mcu film i'm not saying that by any means um i did like the diversity in the characters um angelina jolie's character was okay to me i wasn't too crazy about it um i'm i'm upset that Selma hayek died we'll get back to that um but i i just think overall for me i think what really made this movie at least kind of good or interesting for me to watch was the story and it, it was just so different from what we're normally used to if you go back and look at black widow um they talked about human trafficking and that's something that i would have never thought that disney would have allowed to be a main topic in any of their films because it's kind of kind of touchy um but we were talking about human trafficking and in in that film that film wasn't great but the story was interesting so same thing for this one i, I just i thought the story was just really interesting in reference to how they affected the human race um as an overall film it was okay like if, if i had to grade this film i'd give it like a c plus you know it was all right a what a c plus oh you're way too generous you're way too... Okay, first of all, I feel like someone who um, was on Ancient Aliens wrote this script because aliens came down and gave us the plow and gave us all this technology. No. You know, you know the dude with the big messed up hair? It's like, aliens. Like, I felt like he wrote this script because, you know, what? Human <laughs> beings aren't smart enough to come up with the plow. Human beings aren't smart enough to, to, to move forward in technology. We need space aliens to come and give it to us? No, I'm sorry. I'm well, no. uh, Lisa J in chat, how you doing? Thanks for stopping by, mom. That's much appreciated. <laughs> Hello, Lisa. Aloha. Um, so I mean, all right. Well, let's just let's start here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick three things that we didn't like or liked about the film. Los, I'm gonna start with you for the first one. What's one thing that you liked or didn't like about the film? The effects were good. The effects were really, really good. I felt like they were um, a little better than in the other Marvel films because they were consistent throughout. Yes. I did, uh, I did like the creature design. Wait, uh, what the hell were they called again? The Deviants. I did like the creature design. Yeah. Although I felt like it looked a little too much like the aliens on that, um, on that Netflix movie where people from the past have to fight a war in the future. I forget what that sure. one's called. I'm not sure what that one was either, actually. <laughs> yeah, it has uh, it had what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy in it. Oh, the Tomorrow War. Tomorrow War, yeah. I felt like the, the creature design was a little too similar to that. Okay. Um I did like the fact that that the performers really like um showed how they were connected and hurt with each other and kind of tired of each other, but they loved each other all at the same time like a family. I mm -hmm. did like that. Um, I just felt like certain performances were just terrible. Hmm. I mean, okay. Okay. Right. I your, hear you. Your three likes. Well, my first like, and this one is near and dear to me because of my son, uh, Lauren Ridloff. I'm probably butchering her name. Um, she, what character did she play in this film? Uh, uh, Macari, Macari, yeah, Macari, Macari. Lauren Ridloff played Macari. She's a deaf superhero. I did not yes. know about that. 
Um, she is an American actress. Uh, she used to be a teacher, and she was actually um, known to be Miss Deaf America in twenty in two thousand to two thousand to in two thousand to two thousand and two. Very oh, interesting. So she's actually, deaf. Yeah, she she's actually deaf. Um, so for go me, Marvel. go Marvel for inclusion. Go Marvel for inclusion. Like their inclusion has been on point. Um, for me. Ever since my son, uh, ever since I found out that he was deaf, I really looked at a lot of things differently in regards to uh, accessibility and um, like actors who are deaf and like uh, movies that speak on that topic of, you know, um, someone being deaf. But seeing a deaf superhero is something that some something that I've never seen before. I, I didn't even expect that to happen in this film until she started signing. I was like, is she deaf? That is so freaking awesome. You know what I mean? Question so for, for you, was she using ASL or was she using a different sign language? Uh, she was using ASL. Okay. So, um, I just thought that that was so freaking cool. I, I I thought it was cool. So I'm actually really looking forward to my son watching this film and having him see, wow, there's a superhero who is deaf, you know, um, really awesome. I, I'm really glad that they did that. So for me, that was, a that was like the first major plus for me just to see that. Um, so yeah, I loved it. Um, what's your second like or dislike about the film? Oh, um, the effects was my first one. Uh, mm -hmm. the way they acted as a family. Uh, but if I have to add another one, I like the way, uh, Makari Makari, uh, I like the way they, they used her speed. Like, yeah, a lot of times they show speedsters and they don't show them fighting the way they're supposed to. I felt like... Her character used the powers the way it was supposed to be, you know, like running and punching really hard and coming around and dancing around a character and doing, um, doing tornadoes and things like that. I really enjoyed how that character used their powers. Like that was really well thought out. Yeah. Um, very, very, very well thought out. Um, I also have one other like, but your turn for your next like. Um, I will definitely say for one. Yeah, I did. I, I did like, I did like how they use her speed. Yeah, uh, that was just really interesting because uh, I was curious how she was going to play a role in that film in general, being someone who was deaf and being someone who was a speedster, basically. So um, definitely like that. Uh, my other like from the film, um, I would have to say, is a I, I got to kind of tag team with you on this one, is the special effects. They were freaking amazing. Like it, it was just, and like, mind you, I saw this film in IMAX. So I told myself that from here on out, all Marvel movies, all DC movies, I'm going to watch an IMAX. I haven't seen an IMAX movie in so long. When I experienced this movie in IMAX, I was just like, man, what the heck am I missing? Like the sound quality, the visual, especially the sound was just on point. Uh, so the visual effects is probably some of the best visual effects work that I have seen in any Marvel film. Mm -hmm. Freaking amazing. I, I loved it. So big ups to the special effects department. And even at the end of the movie, that's like the biggest credit scene I've like the, the biggest, the biggest credit role I've ever seen in my life. Did, did you see that special effects list? It was long. Like I'm saying like, it, I, I think it was, I think the list of the special effects was on the screen for about like 30 seconds. It's so much work went into the special effects department in this film. I got to get props to these guys. Big up tomorrow. One thing that I like the most is when they get their. I guess their superhero suit on at the end of the movie 
yeah the way it shimmers gold and then everything forms i thought that it it looked very delicate almost like the thing was being weaved onto them exactly like, yes it felt so smooth and some strangely natural you know like you watch those time lapses of plants grow and stuff yeah yeah if it was kind of like that like i really loved how they finessed it and everything was like angelina jolie's like i hated her performance her fighting everything else but the way they created her weapon and things like that i thought was really really on point and it seemed to come from like they matched her performance so well that it seemed like her weapons came out of her thoughts yes it wasn't like a physical yeah. trait it didn't seem like it didn't seem like a technology where you have to hit a button it felt like you thought it and it came out so the special yeah. effects were amazing yeah definitely agree definitely agree um what is your third and final like or dislike about the eternals the fact that it was a multiracial cast this is the first time where we get to see multiracial superheroes um, yeah and they're all equal it isn't like you know uh, um a token black guy a token asian guy uh, a, a token indian guy it really was inclusionary and it felt like they were all like like there was no character that felt like they were unimportant like every yeah. character led to the development of the story so for me it was the first time that you see the world we want where everyone's together and everyone's included so the multiracial uh team is what i enjoyed the most because as much as we love all our other all our other things you know when you look at when you look at the Avengers, okay, tell me who's not white or black. You can't. Yeah, it's hard Everybody to think about that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there is. Yeah. DC, um, tell me someone who's not white or black. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, off the top of your head, you you gotta think about it for a second. Like, um, like you know, like you gotta take time. But with this cast, it's one of the most diverse casts. It probably in Marvel period, like it's, it, I, I keep going back to it, but for the fact that they had a deaf superhero, I, yeah. I've never seen that. I, and I would have never, like, is she deaf in the comics? You know what? I've never read that comic. That's one comic book I have not read. So I don't know, you know, I, I gotta what look I at like is that they had, um, LGBTQ representation. Yeah. You know? And they did it in the way it's supposed to be done. The character just happens to be gay. It isn't a big point. It's just they happen to be gay. The way it should be presented on screen, like something natural. Yeah. You know? And that's what I liked. Um, it took me back who the character was. I was like, that one's the gay one? You know? Yeah. Because it didn't click when in the movie when... Uh, him and his husband and his kid were all playing ball together. Yeah. It didn't click that they were that they were a couple. I was like, who's this guy? The uncle or the neighbor or something? Yeah. And then one and then they the way they presented it, it was like, oh, oh okay. You know, but then I was also wondering, are they gonna do the old school television pat on the back? You know, oh, this is my husband, pat on the back. That's the only <laughs> affection you get, right? But when they actually like, you know, show that they were a real couple, I was like, okay, the it's done the way it should be, where it's just happens to be uh, uh, one part of the character. 
I feel you. Yeah, the 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 inclusion was definitely dialed up in this film. Um, yeah, I just it, it's. It just really, it just really shocked me. Like I said, you know, I know I went back to it before, but yeah, it's just, I never, I like out of all the superheroes I thought about wanting to have, I would have never thought, Hey, what would happen if we had a deaf superhero? Mm-hmm. Just never thought about it, but it was, the, it was interesting that they did that. Too is like, I can only name one other movie that has uh, an Asian and an Indian and an other, meaning another race. Can you name one, one other movie that has that? An Asian, an Indian, and the other? Yeah. Why do I feel like you're probably thinking about a comedy movie? Mm-hmm. Harold and Kumar. Correct. Yeah. Harold and Kumar. It, it, I, I thought about that when you first said it. I was like, nah. Wait, no. Yeah, they are. Asian, Indian. Think about it. You've got a Mexican, an Asian, uh, a black man, a deaf woman. You know, um, you have several you know, several different races. Like you look at this and you're like, this is inclusionary. And th- when we were talking about this movie in the beginning, when they announced it, that was my big thing about it. And one of the things I was worried about was it was going to focus on, on one particular character, you know, and that was it, but it didn't feel that way. It really felt like the reason why uh, Cersei's was, was focused so much on her because that's the way the story worked. It wasn't, yeah. You know, like, oh, this is, you know, this is our, our, our token person that we're going to focus on. It just literally felt like that's just the way the story went. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, all right. So my final like or dislike about the film. Um, I wasn't too crazy about the end credit scenes. Um, and I feel like the last few films, in my opinion, that the end credit scenes were a little lackluster. Some of them were important to have for story moving purposes, but I just felt like some of the end credit scenes could have just been an extra on a DVD. In my opinion, Um, especially the ones from this film. I just kind of think it's just tradition in Marvel movies now, and they're always going to do it. Yeah. Because this movie should not have a part. It absolutely should not have a part two. It was terrible. I don't um, think it every will. Every other Marvel movie, I can see having a part two. But this one should not. Absolutely should not. Yeah. I think the director... Um, what's the director's name? I forgot the director's name. Uh, Chloe. I think the director um, said that she doesn't plan on a sequel. But we'll obviously get the Eternals in like another film probably like an avengers film or captain america something like that you know what i mean so we probably won't get like an actual sequel if we do it's going to be a far ways out um and i guess it just depends on how the story flows from here over the next few years um all right i have a couple questions to ask you about this movie uh these are kind of things that i was a little on the dislike side but i'm curious to get your opinion uh the character of kingo how did you feel about him do you think he was funny do you think he was necessary do you think he was kind of one of the back burner characters how did you feel about him uh kingo played by kumon i, I, I don't know how i'm saying his name right kumal Najiani. um honestly i didn't like his character as much as i thought i would have i felt like his character 
was a little annoying at times and he was trying to force the comedy aspect into the film where it just didn't feel necessary in my opinion i, I just i felt like i felt like he had a lot of cringy scenes um i love his powers his power was cool we like basically had his fingers were guns he was like shooting like balls out of his fingers i thought yeah, that was cool that he, he did the one yeah 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 <laughs> that was a nice touch uh, but overall, I think out of all the characters, he's my least favorite character. I really didn't like. I didn't, I didn't like his character at all. So, for me, the least favorite was Druig, the telepath. Really, I liked his character. I, I thought he was interesting. I thought he was interesting. Uh, let me see. Druig is played by Barry Coegan. Coegan. We'll just say that Druig. We'll that. Huh? We'll say that. Yeah, we'll say that. I have no clue about that. <laughs> For anybody who's like who's listening, yeah, I'm probably butchering these names, but I just want to put it out there to give them credit. Uh, I liked I liked his character. Uh, he was because he was very well spoken. Um, and out of all the people in the Eternals, he saw things differently. Uh, which I thought made him interesting. And for the fact that he was so powerful that he can literally control the minds of every human on the planet. And he was so tempted to just like take control of the planet. Basically, I, I thought that that was just interesting. And I was curious to see where he would have possibly gone with that. I think that's what made his character interesting to me, in my opinion. What I didn't like about him is his performance felt like the Reed Richards performance from Fanforstic. I don't know that one. And forced it. Remember Fantastic Four, the last Fantastic Four movie that came out, the really terrible one? Yeah. Well, people joke around because the way they wrote the title was Fan, the number four, and Stick. Oh, yeah. I didn't like okay. that either. I thought that was weird. Like, why did they write that like that? It didn't even make the right letter. <laughs> it was... Yeah. It was so weird. You know, we won't talk about the fact that that movie felt like two movies cut together, but, you know... Uh, but the Druig's performance, I felt like felt like that Reed Richards character. Like it felt like an almost a clone of that performance, and that's why I didn't like him too much. You know, I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you. And Icarus just felt like an asshole the whole entire time. Um, Icarus. Um, he. I felt the like Superman. they. Yeah, they they pretty much just made him a Superman. They try to make him a you know a, a Clark. Um, I was neither here nor there about his character. He was he was he was blind to me. I was like, all right, whatever. He was Clark. So <laughs> my favorite favorite performance is from Gilgamesh. Madong oh Sayok? Sok? Oh yeah. Is is he the same guy from um what is the movie? Um Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange of. No. Yeah. They're the same type, like the same casting type. He but looks no, just like actors. him. Two different actors, you know. Uh, um, initially, what I thought, but um, as soon as he opens his mouth, it's a different voice. Even his voice sounds similar to me. I was like, wait no, a second. No, no, no. The the actor from Fantastic Four has more like his his voice has more of a resonance, like. It almost feels like it carries, you know, and this guy's more of a sharper, sharper spoken character, you know, like his syllables land as far as the, another one. Doctor Strange it has a resonance that carries. Oh, OK. 
yeah, the guy that we're talking about, chat, is uh, Benedict Wong. He plays Wong, which is kind of funny, uh, from uh, Doctor Strange. I, I, I thought that's who the character was, but it's literally two different guys. And they even kind of look similar. I was just like... Again, it's the same casting type. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, when you were casting that movie to play basketball, I bet there's a lot of guys in that lineup where you fit yeah. that, that type. You know? Yeah. It's just casting types. You know? Um, it just so happens that these actors who who a lot of actors who are the same casting type have the same baseline personality you know yeah true true so yeah. it, it's just just a coincidence but i thought his performance was the best he felt yeah. the most human out of everybody yes he did i 100 percent agree I, I think he definitely felt the most human um next to um sprite in my opinion i liked sprite i hated sprite you didn't like sprite oh come no, on right Sprite I like was... your storyline. I liked your storyline, but um, I didn't like the character. I just I liked the character. It was too Tinkerbell. <laughs> it was it was too Tinkerbell. Yeah, they even <laughs> said they even said it in the movie. It's too Tinkerbell. Oh you know, man, she's in love with with Icarus, but Icarus will never be with her because she's a little kid. It was just yeah. too Tinkerbell. Too Tinkerbell. Oh man. So, um, all right. So let's just go over real quick. Um, the... wait, wait, I have another question for you. Okay. Uh, what about um, Kingo's sidekick, uh, Karun, Karan, Karun? Karan. Oh, the other Indian guy. The yeah, he, annoying. Once again, I, I just, I felt like his sidekick. Um, I just, I, I didn't like it. It was just like him, along, um, along with uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Kingo. Kingo and his sidekick were just the most annoying part of the entire film to me. I, I just, I felt like it was forced comedy. Like they were there to be the comedy aspect of the film, and they didn't need to be. I felt like everybody else had their little comedy moments here and there, their little laughable moments, and it was fine. I felt like they were both forceful, and it was very cringy. But the I did not is... like it. I'm going to call it, say Karun because I don't remember the way you pronounce it. But Karun, I felt like one, how many cameras do you have was an awesome gag. I thought that was super funny. He always wound up whipping out a camera. Yeah, that that part I liked. I did like that. And he did have his moments where he felt like he was the person to give the right humanizing aspect to things. You know, mm. like right before he, he leaves, like he says that speech. And I thought that was really good, you know, and a couple little things he says here and there, I kind of felt was um, like he said, it was an honor to be with the Eternals. I've heard so much about you and things like that. And mm -hmm. that kind of embarrassed everybody. And I kind of liked those little moments that he brought out. But when he was trying to be funny, I felt he was more annoying. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think literally you probably said it best. Like, yeah, his little human moments were perfect. The camera moment was perfect. I love that. I thought it was hilarious. But when they were trying to be funny, it felt so forced. And I, I, I just did not like that. I think that's one thing about the Marvel films that I appreciate is that some of the actors' comedic timing felt natural. And that's what yeah. I like about a lot of the films. I think Robert Downey Jr., in my opinion, probably did it the best um, because he was just so sarcastic. Um, but yeah, it, it like when they try to do their comedy moments, it, it felt forced and it was really cringy. I didn't like it. Um, so. I honestly think the, that the Peter Parker is much funnier than really? Iron Man. Yeah, I thought he was much funnier because he's more nervous and it's more of a little kid and the weird things that he says, like, 
you know, like the simple thing was like, you guys remember this really old movie? Yeah. And they were all hating, hating on him. Like, I just thought that, like that was a very natural thing. And that's what made to me make him feel funnier. I think there was I kind of felt like with uh, Robert Downey Jr., they, they, they pulled too many 80s moments with the perfect one liners, you know? Yeah. Uh, what about Fastos, the inventor? What did you like or dislike about that character? Um, I liked his character. Um, I liked his powers. I, I thought it was really interesting how like he can just create anything out of anything. Um, I mean, I I think I just I mean, out of all the people, just kind of like how you mentioned earlier, he felt probably the most human next to who else did we say? Uh, Druic? No, not Druic. Wait, who did we say that we felt that felt human? Uh, G Gil Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Yeah, I think those two characters just felt the most human out of everybody because they just how they, you know, represented themselves and they like like they just felt grounded. So, I mean, outside of that, that's probably the only thing that I would say about him, you know, about uh, Fastos. Um, what I liked about Fastos was he was a smart one, you know? Yeah. And so many times in movies, you don't see a person of color being the smart one, you know? They're either the the you know the um, the explosive character or they're the really calm one. You know, there's yeah. never a middle ground, and I kind of felt like it was nice to see a character like that in the middle ground. It was good. Um, the other thing I really liked about it was when they showed them in Babylon. It was, as far as we know, archaeologically accurate. Yeah. The gates of Babylon. Yeah. As stupid. But as that sounds, those little moments impress me. Like you did your research. That impresses me, you know? Yeah. And they I, try to show the hanging gardens of Babylon, but I think no one knows what that looks like. So it doesn't matter how they put it on there. But like little, those little moments impress me because it really shows that they thought it through. And they were like, listen, this is, this is what we know. And here it is on screen. So oddballs like me can be like, oh my God, that's actually historically accurate. Now I can watch the rest of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's funny you say that because uh me and my girl went to go see this and she said it herself she was like wow like just the presentation of some of these environments were just amazing like you felt like you were there and like i know we've been there in a lot of marvel films but for some reason this i'm telling you this is top tier marvel like the special effects the costume everything this is top tear marvel like the sets felt like you were in that set you felt like you were in 500 bc or whatever other time like like you felt like you were wherever they were at that point in time it, it was just amazing i i really loved how they did like the special effects and the set design in this one for sure what i didn't like is the timeline like it kind of felt like they jumped from one location to the next way too quickly you know i was I was okay with it, honestly. I felt, I mean, me personally, I felt like it was very well paced, in my opinion. Yeah, they did jump around a lot. And at some points, it was like, okay, can we just stick to one timeline for a little longer? <laughs> um, but there wasn't a lot of jumping around. Like when they moved from location to location in modern times, I kind of felt like they had oh, a transport. Next thing yeah. you know, they're there. Like, it, like, there was no sense of time passing. It just kind of felt like, okay, we're in... Los Angeles for the sake of we're in Nevada in one minute and the next minute we're in Iraq or wherever. It just <laughs> yeah. felt like it just kind of felt like there was no effort. Like there was no even if they would have set a line in the sense of like, okay, we could be there in ten hours, you know, and then boom, they pop up there. Okay, you know it took ten hours. It wasn't that makes like sense. one, two, three were there. Yeah. 
or like hey now we're in uh you know mars like wait but weren't you in new jersey like two hours ago exactly exactly <laughs> and i gotta say side note i'm mad that summer hayek died so early by the way oh my god that was like as soon as she died i was ready to just walk out <laughs> i was no. i was so upset i i was so upset like how do you kill some and then you kill her in that way you like set her up to be just destroyed by the freaking uh what were those things called again oh the, uh hey what are they called chat deviants deviants, the deviants. Yeah, they, they just, like, devoured her. So messed up. Kari Johnson, yeah. what's up, man? How you doing in chat? Appreciate you stopping by. Thank yeah, you. I just, I was just... Oh, side note, Kari. We are spoiling Eternals right now. So if you haven't seen it, I'd love you to stay. But just a warning. Um, Yeah, I'm just mad that they killed Selma Hayek. I, I, I'm just... I'm really, I'm really mad. I was upset about that. And I saw it happen. I It just... It kind of messed my mood for the rest of the movie. See, see for <laughs> me more, it's kind of like... It's almost as if nobody wants a Latino superhero because if you appear on screen, you're going to die, you know? And, uh, and I just kind of feel like that's just wrong, you know? Yeah, like, it yeah, sucks. Let her live. Let, let, if they let her die in the final battle, you know, heroic, they'd have been like, oh, that's fucked up, but at least she died, you know? Yeah, you so, know, yeah. Blaze of glory. Yeah, let her. I mean, even though it was still kind of, it wasn't really a blaze of glory. That she was just fed to the dogs. Literally, she was literally fed literally. to the dogs. I didn't like it. Um, like I said, yeah, I I gave it a C plus overall. Story for me, A plus. Loved it. Special effects, A plus overall. C plus for me. So that's our grade for Eternals, guys. I just want to say I really hate how online is almost spoiling the next spider-man movie because like every five seconds there's a new trailer there's a new clip there's a new picture there's a new something and i'm like almost getting spoiled by this movie so i'm trying to stay away from everything spider-man trying to stay away from it i'm curious if they really are going to bring the three spider-man together i'm really curious about that because they have been talking about it they even asked about the guy from the spider-man movie that we just mentioned they've been asking him like hey there's rumors that you're going to be in it are you going to be in it and he's been kind of like nonchalant saying no but then also feel like he's saying yes but then also feel like he's just trying not to say anything so it was interesting well there was there was leaked footage of him in his old spider-man suit against the blue screen man i honestly from what i know and from the so-called room andrew garfield yes um from what i know so far i feel like this could probably be one of the this could possibly be if everything works out well one of the best mcu films we've had in a very long time with the way things are shaping up could be I just kind of feel the MCU was focused around Iron Man till he died, and I think they need to focus around Spider-Man for this one. I agree. Even if Spider-Man is only introducing other characters and things like that, I kind of feel like the folk... Because they really set up where, you know, the successor for Iron Man is um, Spider-Man. Yeah, you know? they definitely set like that up. When he builds the suit in the, um, in the plane and things like that, and how he has the glasses, and how he yeah. seems to kind of connected to everybody and know everybody i kind of feel like they should start focusing on spider-man but the problem is sony's the problem i just think disney just needs to pay sony like here here's a billion dollars give me spider-man go to hell yeah 
Sony's not gonna give up Spider-Man. They they they're they're not gonna do it. That's like that's that's their money printing machine right there. That's their money printing machine. They're not gonna do it. Yeah, but look what happened to <clears throat> Venom too. Terrible. Yeah, Terrible. I still haven't seen it yet. Still haven't seen oh, it. Oh no. So to watch it, find a boot, find a leg, and that's all I'm saying. It is not worth paying money. Find a boot, find I a leg. I'm so sad that I paid money for that movie. Jeez Louise. Um Go. the worst movie of the year. Well, I I think Los ninety whatever Howard the Duck movie was much better. I think Los might have already told us his because uh, we have an upcoming podcast show that we're going to do about the content of the year. And one of those categories is what is one of the worst movies you've seen this year? I think Los already gave us his answer to that even before that episode. So <laughs> um, so speaking of upcoming episodes, guys, uh, next week is Thanksgiving. Obviously, we're not doing an episode next week. The week after that, um, Friday, December 3rd, we're going to be doing uh, our bracket breakdown of the best Christmas movie of all time. So make sure you guys jump in and check us out on that. Um, and if and Ricky then, doesn't screw up, he'll be on the podcast. And Ricky, and Ricky might be back for that one. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what the next one after that is going to be. I mean, I'm not sure when it's going to be. We're going to be doing our content of the year, breaking down our favorite films of the year, TV shows, uh, games, and et cetera, basically, and talking about what we're looking forward to in 2022. That episode might be the week after or the 17th. We'll have to let you know, depending on schedule, because it's getting close to Christmas. Um, and don't forget guys, check us out on YouTube, uh, hit the like and subscribe button, hit the bell notification to get noticed when we go live. And we're also on Twitch now. So if anybody who is watching us on Twitch, we have our very own J house radio Twitch channel. Uh, the link is in the description below. Make sure you guys go over there and follow us. We're, we're trying to get J house radio everywhere. And hopefully pretty soon we're going to also be streaming on Facebook as well. Um, Ooh, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, don't forget we're on TikTok. Type in J House Radio. You can find us on TikTok. We uh, post some uh, clips from the podcast and maybe some other random footage as well. And Any... original content because we are getting together to post original content for TikTok. True indeed. True indeed. Um, so we're focusing on TikTok. Well, not yeah. focusing, but we're 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 adding to TikTok. Um, yeah, Los so... Los has me on the TikTok train now. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I'm I'm sending you clips constantly on TikTok. I hope you're looking at them. Yeah, yeah, I've actually been yeah, checking that it out. Is like, uh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, no, yeah. I have, I have actually checked out some of your ones you messaged me. They're pretty freaking hilarious, actually. So, yeah. um, all right, guys, we're getting out of here. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for checking us out, Kyrie and Chat. Yes, Die Hard will probably win the Christmas tournament, but we will see. Um, other than that, we love you guys. Peace and chicken grease. Thank you for stopping by. Later, guys.